A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hey everybody, welcome to Not For Nothing. I'm Kyle Leon Henderson, and today we've got a friend of the show here with us, Ethan Ham. Hey, Ethan. Hi, guys. I'm back. So this is your very first episode as my ex. We're getting right into it, huh? <laughs> We're going to go right into it. Uh, so if you listened to last week's show, you know I gave you a little bit of an update of what's happened in my life, in mine and Ethan's life, and uh, I, I, I will say, I'll just go straight to uh, end of the, the story. We uh, broke up, and um, the night that we had our conversation about breaking up, the last thing you said to me, do you remember what it was? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> you looked at me and you said, well, this is going to make one hell of a podcast episode. Oh, yeah. And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. So, how you doing? How's 2023 treating you? So far, pretty great. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it, but I, f- I feel like for both of us, this has kind of uh, become a catalyst for some positive change for both of us, I think. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. First of all, I, um, I've been using... I've been actively or consciously, I should say, using the term split up instead of break up. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a little bit, it was a little bit odd for us. Um, I, for me personally, I haven't used the term break up because to me, break up is kind of juvenile almost. <laughs> um, I but, get that. I get what you mean. You know, like, no, you know, for you, use whatever you want. But to me, I felt like I wanted to use a term that was a little bit more, had some gravity to it. But, yeah. Divorce is also incorrect. So <laughs> it's not far off, but it's uh, it's there. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't really talk about it a lot. What's what I've found to be more challenging is what to call you now. My ex, my roommate, mm-hmm. my friend. I've settled on best friend. Yeah, me too. A few. T- really? Oh, mm-hmm. a few times um, just talking about life and stuff with regular clients of mine at work. Yeah. Um, I would say, oh, my ex. And that, again, carries connotation with it. Um, well, when you say ex, people bring their own expectations to what a breakup is. Yeah. And so when I'm like, well, my ex, uh, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, we're fine. Yeah. We're great. So. I um, There was one of my coworkers who I somehow didn't tell, and I talked to her quite a lot. Um, so when I... She asked about you in terms of, like, you and I were still together. Mm-hmm. And... I said, "Oh, well, we're not together anymore." And she, <gasps> yeah. And she said, "When did this happen?" And you know, it was some time ago. So I told her, and she said, "Oh." And then she said, "Well, should I feel sorry?" And I said, "Sure, I guess yeah. you know." But it's yeah. Um, I've settled on best friend because that's to me the most accurate. Well, because I told everybody, all my listeners last week, sort of the the gist of the story. I don't think I've told you this yet. New Year's Day, (laughs) I was working, I went to work, and I had told a lot of people about the fact that I was planning to propose. Oh, no. And I forgot (laughs) to tell one person, because I'm not really super friends with this person, 
Uh, but we're friendly and we we enjoy each other's company when we are in each other's presence at work. But we're not. It's not a friend person. Um, but she comes up to me. She goes, oh, my God, it's New Year's Day. She goes, how did the proposal go? And I was like, OK, I'm going to need you to understand that. I don't want you to feel bad. Yeah, first of <laughs> do, all. First of all, do not feel bad. But it didn't happen. She goes, what? And I said, we broke up instead. And she's like, oh, my. And I was like, I told you don't feel bad. Do not feel bad. <laughs> Stop don't it. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. Uh, but yeah, so I forgot to tell you about that. That was just funny That's because funny. I was Just like, the one person, though? Just the one person. Okay. Well, I mean, most everybody that I was talking to it about, they've been along for this entire journey. Right. Um. And thank you guys for being along on this entire journey. You don't know how much I will appreciate you for that for the rest of my life. Um, but now let's get into, yeah, what, 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 how, how we are doing, how, how we are coping with a breakup, but also still in each other's lives. Yeah. Yeah. How, how are you doing with all that? Um, now, overall, pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. Very good, I would say. Um, you know, at first it was not so great. Um, I will yeah. say that I don't want to speak for you, but for me, ever, from the very beginning, the concept and just the day-to-day actual practice of living with you and being around you was never a problem. In fact, it was only helpful mm-hmm. to still have you around and still have you in my life. Well, and that was why I, when anybody asked me, how are y'all doing this? I say, because we've been through so much together we met in alabama we moved to new york city together we lived there for five years we moved here together and i do have a cousin here i have one family member here but you're the person that i've I've gone i've I've gone through it all with and i don't want to lose that time and i don't want to lose those memories to um to a a relationship undone yeah because just because we feel like oh well that's what we should do that's never yeah i i, I don't want to lose that because you are part of my journey and i'm part of your journey and i've always seen this split up as just going in a different direction going in a different path now mm-hmm. um and i will say yeah, that that's that's why being with you, I was like, this is the life I want. I want to be his best friend. I want to be family. Yeah, I don't know if we can do it, but I want to do that. That was my plan, yeah. and and we agreed all of, on the onset that anybody else who comes along is going to have to be okay with the fact that we're close. Oh yeah. So, um, you say you know, you felt you weren't sure if we could do it. I mean, I was pretty sure from the beginning that we would be fine and we could do that. I just didn't know because, I mean, I'll be honest with the listeners. It was me who instigated the whole thing. I I sort of set the wheels in motion. And so I didn't know if you would ever forgive me for for that, honestly. Fully Um, forgive me for being – and I I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you can call yourself brave, but (laughs) I'm so brave. I am so brave. Um, But being brave enough to just – seeing it for what it was and being like, this needs to happen. Yeah. For me, for my own sanity for, and for you, I I know that you didn't want it on the onset, but after exploring a little bit, after it's all said and done, do you think that that was the right move? I do. Um, I can't honestly say even now that 
I wanted it, I, you know, I don't think I would ever say that, but now sitting where I am, I can say that it was for the best, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't something I would have chosen because, um, something that's been really great is throughout this whole process, you and I have still been here with each other mm-hmm. and been very communicative. And, and we've been a lot more brutally honest with one another uh-huh. in a way but, that I, I just don't, which I like, I, I know <laughs> I do too, because you hear the truth. Like, you still, even when you are honest with one another, you tiptoe around it a little bit. You, you know, when you're together, you think in your head, oh, we've had this conversation uh-huh. six times. And then now once you're not in a relationship in that way, you're like, well, you're a slob. Yeah. And you're a boring little bitch who doesn't want to go out and do anything. So yeah. go, go, get, go get a life. You know, you, you can say the things that you didn't say with, you know, with gusto. And there's something about it where, because of the space we're in now, we can say those same exact things that we've said many times before to each other. But now we, ex- we were like, oh, you're right. Even though before we were so stubborn about it and just didn't. Well, and I, I love that you and I both settled into this space as friends. And we both do this thing with, uh, well, this has always been the truth and you can do with it what you want. Yeah. You're not my problem anymore. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. if you want to keep doing this shitty thing, go ahead. It's not my problem. Yeah. Have a have a good day. All we have to do all we have to do now is look at each other and go, "Honey, you're doing it again." And yeah. the person is like, "Yeah, yeah, I know." Yeah, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> um but yeah, that that was it was me that that instigated it. Um, yeah, and I um like I said, I we've talked about this. One of the things we've talked about is the fact that it, it turned out that you and I were more or less on the same page and feeling the same things mm-hmm. about where our relationship was. Yeah. The difference was you were willing to, you know, to be brave and right. to do what you felt needed to be done for yourself, for your own happiness. Well, this was the first time. This was the first time in our relationship where I was like, where it just didn't occur to me. Like, this was the first time it did occur to me that maybe be not being together is an option. Yeah. Because... Uh, we just, I mean, that, and that's how people, people have told me, or people have asked me, they said, how, after 12 years, do you get to that space? How do you not just keep going? And I was like, well, that's, that's the point. If it's not right, you have to stop. Yeah. And we were just, that's how we got there. We just kept going. There were times where um, somebody was asking me about it the other day. They were like, y'all just seem so, so happy. And so in sync and so on the same page. And I'm like, well, I guess being mature is a two edged sword Yeah, because we really did keep all of our home stuff at home. We didn't, we didn't air our dirty laundry in public to the point where friends and, and family and everybody did not know that there were struggles. They thought we were just in sync on the same page. And, um, but there were times in New York where we fought about money. There were times in New York where we fought about fidelity. We we fought we fought about it. We've had mm-hmm. every single fight you could think of. Uh, and I I I tell people if they ask our story, and I tell you that that time we were so bad off in New York. If we had any money whatsoever, we wouldn't have been together. I told because we were too poor to find a place to go. We I, had to stay in that tiny little two hundred and fifty square foot apartment and just fight it out. I told a client that same story two days ago at work. Um, I said, you know, we were living in a 
And I'm pretty sure the square footage of that apartment gets smaller every time we tell the story. It's 250 square feet. Okay. Oh, wait, maybe it's I not. said 325. Maybe it's 325. I, I think, think it we, was 350. I think it was 350. It was small. It, it was, was tiny. Definitely super tiny. Um, I mean, it was so small. And I said, you know, there was a moment where we tried to uh, separate in New York, but we were living in this 325 square foot apartment. Mm-hmm. And so... He was in the living room and I was in the bedroom. And at a certain point, we were like, "This is stupid. Let's just talk again." <laughs> well, for for the first time, I tried to stay out of the house. Do you yes. remember that? Oh, yeah. I was well. Staying, that was me. I was like, "You gotta go." Yeah, you were like, "You gotta go," because that was one of the fights about fidelity. Yeah. Um, and so and then you I, got sick or something? No, I just I was well. My mental capacity. I I have. I mean, this is. So here's here's a little prelude. I um I'm gonna do some more episodes about mental health soon because I'm about to go on another mental health journey. Stay tuned, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but mental health has always been an issue for me, and not having a home base was really really bad. And I told you, I said, because I I went to Chloe's house. She lived in Brooklyn. We lived in Manhattan, and like not like just over the river, right. She lived in Lower Brooklyn. We lived in Upper Manhattan. That was like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And so if I ever wanted to come back to the house when you're not there to get some of my stuff or whatever, it was a trek. And I was, I was living out of a back- backpack. I was living on an air mattress in the floor in her room. And it just wasn't, it wasn't feasible for me for living a life. And I told you, I said, I, I, will, I will get up early before you get out of the house to get out of your way. I'll come home late when... Um, after you've already gone to bed, but I have to come home because if I can't have a home base to come home to, we're on a separation, a trial separation. If I can't come home at the end of all this, there'll be no me for to come back to. Mm-hmm. I will be destroyed because I just, I can't function like this. So for a while we did um, stay out of each other's hair, did not see each other, even though we were living in this 350 mm-hmm. square foot apartment. However you can do that. But yeah, so we did that for a little while. Um, And then after, that was the last straw. That was sort of the last straw for New York City. And that was when we decided to move to L.A. after we sort of ended that separation. So we've been through things in our past and and some people that I, some people that are intimate friends that I've I've been talking to they're like I had no idea that you and Ethan had so many troubles over the course yeah. of your 12 years and I said yeah and because we fought through all of those things that's why I was holding on to it mm-hmm. I was like this is where I'm at yeah regardless of how this is regardless of what quality of life we have this is my person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with mm-hmm. period and that's where I was like well and it sounds so stupid now when I think about it and I get it. I get how people get there with um, couples who are having struggles and they say, maybe everything will be better if we have a baby. Really? Yeah, I get it because I was like, well, you know what I need? I need to spice things up. I need to propose. Let's lock this down. I was like, it'll, we, we need to just, we've been living sort of like a married couple (laughs) in a sense. And I'm like, so let me put a ring on it. Let's lock it down. Let's get it going. So I was like, is that really the solution? Right. Is that the solution? Go ahead and lock it in. You're like, oh, I'm not happy. So let me get deeper into this commitment. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, I just feel like even when we were going through struggles and we weren't really happy with each other, at the 
base of it, there was always love between us. Yeah. No, we always cared for each other deeply. And for me, that was enough reason to stick it out and keep trying and keep trying mm-hmm. and keep trying. Um, well, and it's interesting, too, because I always because when I was working at the vaccine or the excuse me, the um, testing site earlier this year, there was this young couple who was talking to me and they're like 12 years. How do you make it to 12 years? And I gave them the best advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but it's interesting that you can give someone advice on something you don't do. I said, give each other the space to grow. Mm-hmm. Let them let each other become who they're going to become. And I just don't think you and I ever had the capacity to do that fully. Not fully. Um, we did that up to a point. I up think. to a point. I mean, and it and even when we were doing it, it felt forced a little bit. Like, oh, he's doing this thing now. Uh-huh. Or hey, well, he's going to do this thing now, so I got to just step back and let him do his thing. Um. So yeah, that's. That's that's what what we where we were, but um, and also can we just go all full real? Uh, the second time we had troubles, uh, in twenty nineteen, it was here, right? Here, yeah. When you broke up with me, well, that's the thing. I tried, <laughs> I tried a couple of times. You tried to get rid of me, and I am like Monica Geller, just scrappy. <laughs> you are coming back. Um, yeah, I. And I was going to talk about that. I tried a couple of times to leave you before you finally left me, and uh-huh. you stuck to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that's why I kept second-guessing myself when I tried. Was, um, And when we talked about, when we had that big conversation that night where we did end up splitting up. Um, Do you lot- think of it as a big conversation? Yeah. Because you know what I tell people about that conversation? 45 minutes, no tears. Well, that's true, and we didn't. We didn't. Voices weren't raised. Nope. It was all very calm. Yeah. You said I think three times during that conversation. You're so calm right now. Oh, because you're never calm. And I can tell you, I was being so calm because, I mean, I can't. I know it's incredibly dramatic, but the only way I can think to say it is I was being so calm because it felt like going down in a plane. Like, really? I, I can't fight this. What am I yeah. going to, what am I going to do? And right after we split up in like the couple of weeks following that, and I would tell close people to me about it, uh-huh. they would say, well, you didn't, you didn't try to make, get him to stay. You didn't try to do this. And I was like, no, because why would I do that? He has made it abundantly clear to me very respectfully mm-hmm. that he does not want to do this anymore. He does not want me anymore in that, in that capacity. Why would I sit here and beg him? When I know that's not what he wants. Yeah. And there you go. So when I say going down in a plane, I understand that it would be, you know, a reasonable reaction for some person to Mm -hmm. be like kicking and screaming and crying and and freaking out while the plane is going down. Well, but I have, and you know, I'm not even going to say that because I traveled by plane so much, but (laughs) uh, I'm not going to say what I was about to say. We've never had good luck flying. But. For me, it's just always been this idea of like, if you are faced with absolute unstoppable, you know, disaster, just let it go. Yeah, you know, embrace it. And that's how it was for me that night. Um, and so, yeah, that's why I was being so well, calm. And, it was, and you hear about these people who get broken up with and they beg and they kick and they scream and they cry. And it's like. I, I, you know, you just, one would hope that you could go down with some dignity. Dignity, exactly. That's and what you I was, did. That's what I was about to say. I owe us both, and I owe our relationship the dignity mm-hmm. to treat this with maturity. Well, and you know? I was telling, because there was some coworkers that I didn't, I hadn't seen in a while, and they were asking updates the other day, and I said, well, 
the way that I describe it is our relationship has not changed really in in a lot of ways. And that's not to say that, you know, we're deeply intimate now. It's to say that that's where we got to. We got to mm-hmm. mostly a friendship mm-hmm. at the end. And I said, and we just kind of changed what we called it. Yeah. We were, we were at a space where it just felt like good friends towards the end. And, you know, and that's, I mean, do you want to get into the, the, the poly of it all? Sure. Do you yeah. want to talk about um, that? Well, I will say too, before we move on to that, um, that I agree with what you just said. Um, to me, when I really sit back and think about it and look at where we ended up, mm-hmm. it does. Uh, it did feel like best friends trying to force themselves to be a couple. Yeah, and that kind of makes me sad, just because of the simple fact that that's where we ended up. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm glad that we have been able to just kind of accept that as what it is, and yeah. then embrace that. You know, uh-huh. embrace this new relationship that we have. Well, and. And I always thought, and I would think about it a, a good bit of the fact that 12 years is a long time. Yeah. But that's not, I mean, I, I suspect that, I mean, I hope that we have reason to believe that we will live more than 12 more years from now. You right. know what I mean? Like there's going to be most of our, still most of our life will be spent not being a couple. Yeah. But being great friends. Yeah. So. 12 years is less long when it started when you were 18 and 22. Yeah. So. And so there's going to be a lot of life l- where we are friends and there's going to come a day when it's going to be like, yeah, we were a couple once. Mm-hmm. Big adventure. Yeah. Sit back. Let me tell you the story. Great. Great time. Great time. <laughs> great time. A plus. He's a great guy. He's a catch. I think you should go for him. Um, but yeah, the, the, after the breakup of 2019, where you broke mm-hmm. up with me, mm-hmm. uh, that's where we became polyamorous or where we embraced polyamory for ourselves. Yeah. That was a big sort of, um, how do I say this? When, okay, I guess we'll just, I'll briefly run through the story. I left you a Dear John note. Yeah. I tried. And I left work early that day because I was, for whatever reason, I was sick at work and I was mm-hmm. like, I got to go home and I never do that. Yeah. And, yeah, the timing could have gone really, really awkwardly for you. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> because I, you were expecting me to be not home till like 3 p.m. And yeah. I was home at like 8.30 in the morning. Oh, wow. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yeah. I got home like you probably... I just the left. The ink was probably not dry on that letter yeah. when I came, came and found wow. it. Yeah. Um, so I left you the note, came home. You were pissed, but not like screamy. You were like almost defiant. Like, okay, let's talk about it. What's going on? What what the heck? You well, know? because I do feel like, do you feel like when I broke up with you this time, the time that took, mm-hmm. did you feel blindsided by it? Mm-hmm. You did? Yeah. Because I felt blindsided by it in 2019. I was well, like, of course you're going to feel blindsided by a note, you know? Yeah. I, but you told me in person, but I did still, did I feel blindsided? Yeah, I did. I don't, I can't say that it was a complete shock. Yeah. But I guess I felt blindsided by the fact that it was just happening, you yeah. know? Like there was not going to be weeks and weeks of discussion yeah. and, and trials and are we going to try this? Yeah. Like, it's it's done. It was like you it's were done. like, no, I've decided this. This is what's happening. And yeah. yeah. So um, Well, and we've but, done the trials. <laughs> yeah. Well, Over the course of 12 years, we've done the trials. We knew what would, we, right. we knew what we knew. That's the thing. We... um even back then, when I left you the note, came home, 
you know, you kind of pushed back on me a little bit. And I said, no, this is, this is what I've decided. Mm-hmm. Because, again, going back to what I said earlier about how during our conversation a few months ago here, when you split up, when you initiated it, a lot of the things that you were saying you were it feeling. It has been a few months now, huh? Oh, oh, it feels like it's been a year. <laughs> it feels like it's been a full year, but it's only been a few months. Yeah. Um, but uh, a lot of the things that you were saying, I identified with and have felt before. Yeah. So I was, I was feeling empathy for you because I was like, yeah, I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. I know what that's like to sit there and think, I think there's something else out there for me. Yeah. And do I want to take that plunge and go for it? Because that's how I was feeling here in LA when I wanted to leave you in 2019. Well, and I will say that kids are stupid. And I was four years older than you, and I had already moved out into my, moved out on my own at 19, came to LA, did my own thing. I had no adult supervision at 19 years old. I was living every kind of life for a year. It was only a year, but. To a 19-year-old, a year is a long time. And if you're alone in a city like this and you're doing something with friends every night and you're doing that, it you get you live a lot of life mm-hmm. in a year. And I'd been on my own, living my life. I started dating uh, someone here. And then I moved back to Alabama. And then I was in college. And then my senior year, I met you. So I'd lived... On my own, out of my parents' house for a little while. And I, so I was 22 and thought I was just worldly because I'd lived in L.A. and you were mm-hmm. 18. And so for the whole course of our relationship, I sort of felt just a little pang of guilt that I sort of took away your exploration, took away your opportunity to explore, experience life in the way that I did for four years, mm-hmm. you know, and... um. Well, for three years, three and a half years. But I knew that there was going to be a lot of life on the other side for you. Um, I sort of knew where my trajectory was headed. Um, I I sort of suspected, at least I knew where I was going to explore. Yeah. And, um, but you, (laughs) you embrace single life with gusto. I have a a suspicion that um, you might have been a little fearful that, I would have just hermited up and yeah. not done anything. Right. I decided pretty quickly that that was not what I wanted to do. Yeah. I was going to take this for what it was meant to be. This, I, you know, I appreciate what you said about the guilt, about taking that potential for experience early uh-huh. on for me. This has all happened, I think, exactly the way, the way it was meant to happen for me. Because you gave me plenty of safety net and plenty of soft space to land during those earlier years. Yeah. Um, you know, even though you, you know, gave me plenty of opportunity mm-hmm. to go out there and explore. And I just didn't want to. I didn't feel equipped to do it. And now because of everything that you and I have been through together and the experiences that I have had and that we have shared... Yeah. I feel absolutely equipped to yeah. tackle life. Well, and you're doing it. You're like, you're literally, uh, cause we, I have a friend who is 24 and they are, they're dating. They're actively dating. They'll, they'll come home. They're always going on dates. They're telling me about their dates. And I'm like, you're really dating. That's, that's, yeah. that's nuts. And you're doing the same thing. Uh, but kind of. we did skip over, what we were going to talk about polyamory. A right. Little bit in I was, 2019, yeah. yeah. So. Because when so, I left you the note, and we started yeah. talking about it. You said, well, 
I, you know, in the in the interest of honesty, I just want to let you know I think I'm polyamorous. Yeah. And I said, hold up, you do, because I had been thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. and that was part of what was leading me to maybe try to leave you. Right. So that opened up a whole well, thing between us. And I'll be honest with everybody here. I mean, I it, I have to be honest. It's very again. This is one of those that makes me nervous to talk about a little bit, but there there was fidelity issues because. I mean, are you okay if I go into that? Sure. A little bit. I mean, because cause our sexual our sexual relationship was just, it was just not happening. Yeah. And, and I can, you know, nobody feel bad for us or me right. or him. This is, this is a truth that we have both accepted. And that it I, was never, that was an area that we always struggled with. For uh-huh. whatever reason, we yeah. were just never, even though I've always been very attracted to you same but when it came down to it it was just never clicking yeah never clicked um and i have chosen not to take on anything for that well and you shouldn't because obviously you're you're doing well now same to you (laughs) (laughs) so it's not an issue with us i guess it was just i mean all the trappings of our relationship said be friends yeah and we were like let's try more um but yeah, there was a fidelity issue because you just weren't interested. And I was like, and, and I was, we were alone in this big city. That sounds so dramatic, but we were alone <laughs> in this big city, this dark and cold city. We were alone here in LA. I have, like I said, I have a cousin and my cousin and I, the older we get, the more we spend time together. I love him. We're just, our circles are not, they're not, you know, they don't, they don't. It's not a Venn diagram. It's not a Venn diagram. We do make efforts to see each other. We love our company together, but he's not, we're not, I'm not in his close knit friend circle and he's not in my close knit friend circle. So, um, we have, uh, yeah, we were, we were, we were family here and I just thought, well, if you're not going to go, if you, if you don't want it from me, then what, what do you care? What do you care if I go get it somewhere else? And so that was a part of what you were talking about. And that's where I was like, well, just so you know, I think I'm also polyamorous. Sort of, I mean, not to justify what I did, but to sort of give context to the stepping out a little bit and all that. Um, uh, I was like, I think I'm polyamorous because I, you know. Because I want things I'm from very, other people. I'm very sexual. I want things from other people. Um. So yeah, with that we lived polyamorously um from 2019 through 2022, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but a lot I mean hello, you you've been paying attention to the news everybody. Uh you know what happened in that time? A big pandemic. So people were like, "Oh, you're polyamorous." And I'm like, "Well, <laughs> mostly in in theory rather than practice cuz <laughs> right. pandemic." But, um, not to say that there weren't people out there who were willing to go. Oh my God. But that's a whole other issue for a whole nother episode. But yeah, so we, we did, we lived polyamorously. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? What did you find in that? Because that was new when we, 2019, that was nine years. We'd been together nine years Mm -hmm. when we were like, oh, we're polyamorous. Cause that's, I'll expedite. I said, I'm polyamorous. You're like me too. And then we decided to stay together because we're like, oh, it was introduced this new thing. And it was like, oh, here's a brand new thing. This is something we've never done. Let's stay together and explore that. Yeah. So we did. So now we're caught up. Yes. And not quite on the same level as have a baby or get married. It was like, oh, this is a new lifestyle that maybe will work for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it did for three years. 
Yeah. Sort of. With a little, you know, pit stop in 2020 after my dad died. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of blew yes. up. Well, um, um, I will say that that time for me has been extremely fruitful and very educational because, yeah. um, you know, you were saying that on your end it felt like, oh, you don't want it. So what's stopping me or what's wrong with me going out and getting it elsewhere? Yeah. And... I, you know, and that, and let me just be clear. That is not sound justification. That was not correct on my part. What is correct is to speak to your partner and be honest (laughs) with your partner. That was not correct, guys. I'm not justifying that. That was just the reasoning behind my stuff back then. I, I don't believe in that. I don't. That was not good. And I can say that on my end, it wasn't so much that I didn't want it. It's that I didn't feel empowered in my own body and in my own sexuality to, to experience it. Mm-hmm. Um, how I experienced sex from the beginning has, for me has always been a little fraught and a little yeah. uh, complicated. Um, I won't go into too deep of the reasons why, but just cause it has to do with other people. Yeah. Someone else. And not for anybody me. listening, don't worry too much. Nothing was crazy. Nothing was true. No, it was not a, it was just, it was just not ideal. It, it was yeah. not handled in the best way for, and I'm sure a lot of people can identify with this as well. So I will say this to me, based on how my first sexual experiences went, I felt like, Oh, this is something that happens to me. This isn't something that I participate in and can play an active role in and actually like find a way for me to enjoy mm. it. It was always the same. And it was always something that just happened because the other person felt like doing it. Um, so that led me down a path to not really enjoy sex because it wasn't something that I knew. It wasn't something that I knew how to do. And ever since I was a wee child, if I don't know how to do something, it automatically makes me uncomfortable. Well, and not only that, you run from it and you will not do it. Yeah. Like if, if, if there's something that you do not automatically have some feel, level of like feel skill. expert in. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. You're absolutely done. So um, I've spent, you know, at this point, most of my life as an adult who is of sex, you know, is of age, um, not enjoying sex, not and not knowing what to do about it. Mm-hmm. But now I do feel very empowered and it's still a process for me and I'm still on a journey with it, but I'm proud to say, and I'm happy to say that I'm on the journey. I'm on the road. Mm-hmm. Whereas before I wasn't even taking the trip, you know? Well, and for me, it scared me, um, I, I, I did well with it. I enjoyed polyamory. I, it was, it was very freeing and I have a very, uh, great appreciation for people who are ethically non-monogamous, but I sort of just realized that I, I don't think I am. I don't, I don't think I, I was, I was desperate to stay with you because that was the story that I wrote in my head. This is the person where, you know, it it is convenient that we're both from Alabama. So if we're going to take a trip to Alabama, we can see all the families, yada, yada, all that. That was convenient. And it was handy to, you know, it was just, it just felt good on paper. Mm-hmm. That we were both from Alabama. We've been on this journey together. This is probably where we should be. Yeah. A lot of our lives just wove together very well. Right. And um, so I 
I saw polyamory as a way to get what I wanted because I mean, that's my, that's the type of person I am. I'm going to have what I want out of this life because it scares me to think that you only get one life and you're not going to make the most of it. And so I was like, I don't want to go without sex. I don't want to go without adventure. I don't want to go without new experiences, but this is the person I've clung to. And you don't like thrills too much. You don't like th- thrills for the thrill. I know exactly. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't like you don't like thrills. You yeah. hate scary movies. You hate yeah. roller coasters. You yeah. hate new experiences. Yeah. You hate uh, you hate going outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And that's what I thrive on. Yes. I love that. I mean, I don't need it. The older I get, the less I need it. But I do need it. And. It was just, I was, that was my way of getting everything I wanted out of life. Having a partner that's steady and having a person to share the life with, but also go out and live my life the Mm -hmm. way that I wanted to. Um, And then, yeah, I, 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 it stumbled upon me. I, this year I met a lot of new people. I sort of found a groove that I love and I've, I met someone and through conversation, I began to realize, oh, that person that can give me the adventure, the love, the sex, the intimacy, the the intimacy, the everything they're out there. This is just not, you can do it. That is possible. If that is the reason you are looking for polyamory, you don't need polyamory. Mm -hmm. You can find it in one person. And that's what dating is for. Do you love, do you have the intimacy, the sense of adventure, the morals, the, uh, the, you know, the moral code that you live by that are similar, um, they're out there. And I realized that this year. And that's when I was like, I'm not polyamorous. I, I want a partnership. I want a partnership that will allow me to live myself, live my life freely, but also give me someone who enjoys what I enjoy and we can do it together as well. So, yeah. and I know for me, um, I'm still kind of figuring out where, where I sit on polyamory because, you know, as of now I'm single, so it doesn't really, yeah, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Um, but you know, when you told me, I don't think I'm polyamorous anymore. I was like, oh, well, I think maybe I am, you know, uh-huh. like, and, and that's great. I understand, I, but I, I don't know. That's the thing. You I'm, know, not, and I'm actually not really sure. I don't judge anyone for ethically non-monogamous living that way. I, I, I understand it. I get it. I, I have a deep appreciation for it. And I can, I can say, honestly, I've lived that life. So I, I know what it's like and it's, it's not crazy. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not, um, fruitless. It's not just endless sexcapades mm-hmm. with no feeling, no emotion. It's that's not what it is. But unless that's what you want, unless that's <laughs> what you want, you know, those, if that's what you want, that's what you want. But there is substance in polyamory. Yeah, I mean, am amor, yeah. amor. That's that's love. There's love in polyamory at times, and that's why. Like I said, I'm on a journey with it, but. Yeah. I like the term ethically non-monogamous because mm-hmm. it's kind of like 
neurodivergent. You know, it's yeah. like a nice umbrella term that kind of makes mm-hmm. everybody feel included. Well, and but, that's because polyamory, like when I would tell people that I was polyamorous, they're like, oh, who's your secondary? Exactly. Or, or do you have a third? And it's like ethically non-monogamous just means I don't solely sleep with one person. Right. And that just is. Yes. Yeah. It, it and is. Everybody's more, on board. Everybody's. Yeah. yeah. Because everybody when you polyamorous is becoming one of those, I think, almost antiquated terms at this point where. It it just says it it connotates something that might not be true. Well, it's either be either it's becoming antiquated or it's becoming more pinpointed on one yeah. lifestyle mm-hmm. as people kind of explore and broaden their horizons when it comes to lifestyles with sex and more right. more than one person. Um, I know that for me, in my opinion. I agree with you in the sense that you could find one person who makes you feel all those things from that Uh one person. But I also think that you can find multiple people who make you feel all those things. Yeah. Um, So to me, I think polyamory and ethical non-monogamy is one of those things that it's different for everybody. Everybody enters into it for different reasons Mm -hmm. and all those reasons are valid in my opinion. Yeah. Um, certain people might into enter into that kind of lifestyle or situation because they're in a situation like we were where they're with somebody who they get almost everything from, but the sex is just not there. Mm -hmm. That connection that like, that like fiery spark is not there, but they don't want to lose that person because everything else is so great and they love them so much. And I've felt that that is very accurate to what I felt. And that's why I'm so grateful for what we have now, because I haven't lost you. No, you're my best friend. All of those things are still there in the sense that in the same way they were before. You're my best friend. And yeah, we are spending a lot less time together these days, but I think that's necessary. Yeah. That was a tough um, adjustment for me to make. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. People are like, is it tough that you're broken up? And I said, actually, it's not really tough that we're broken up. I, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. I'm I'm happy with the way my life is going. I will say it's it's odd because there's a lot of muscle memory that you have to undo. Mm-hmm. And um and I, I enjoy that. Uh the the trying of it all. I mean it, I do too. there's some awkward moments where I'm like, ooh, that's that's awkward. But <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I just, I think I'm so grateful that you're still my best friend because, and I'm grateful that everybody involved, we've had, we have a very, uh, close chosen family here who they've done very well to be as supportive as they can. Uh, some of them, I love them for being so skeptical. Mm -hmm. Um, they just, they didn't understand what the hell was going on. But they, they've gotten on board. <laughs> well, and that was something. Um, and uh, I don't mean the Steven of it all. If you lost, if yeah. you, if you, uh, if you listen to last week's episode, I mean, there's a, there's a true friend who was 100% supportive the whole time. He was just like, I just don't get it. I don't get what's happening right here. So. Yeah. Um, that is something that you and I have talked about recently. Um, as time has gone on and especially over the holidays, I was able to be gone for a while yeah and kind of separate myself from all because of this. because of southwest yeah Ch- check your history books if you don't if you're listening to this years from now yeah. christmas 2022 southwest yep ethan was wrapped up in it so it's very likely that if you're listening to this that far in the future southwest might no longer exist yeah, they may not exist i don't know um but yeah um, they you 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 had your flight was delayed for a week and a half 
Well, and a, so you a had, week and a day, I think. So you had some time in Alabama away from me. I made my yeah. way back from Alabama yeah. here, and I was here alone for a while. I spent Christmas and New Year's there. Yeah. Um. So, which is, you know, a good chunk of time. So, um, I was able to separate myself from all of this. I can honestly say that I didn't think about anything of That's that nature fantastic. while I was gone. Yeah. Um, and so when I came back here and was kind of living in this world and surrounded by all of it again, I, I was noticing what I was no longer feeling and what I was still feeling. Yeah. Um, the last sort of remnants of my feelings of like every now and then I would just find myself thinking, Oh my God, I can't believe we split up. Like I can't, I can't believe this is real. Well, it's cause it's been 12 years and it's been 12 years, yeah. you know, and people are like 12 years. Oh my God. Well, yeah, that's a lot of our time. That's mm-hmm. a lot of time to be together. And I don't mean together together. I mean, we planned renting apartments. We planned, you know, the, the logistics of moving across the country together. We've planned things. We, we became very skilled humans mm-hmm. side by side because there were things that we did that, that required a lot of planning and we learned how to plan together in that way. Yeah. So it, we, we're, we're, we're available for hire if you need us to plan <laughs> anything for you. Cause we're great right. at it. If you need a moving, uh, <laughs> consultant, we will do it. Although um, we are lazy these days when you move, get some movers. No, we will. We'll, that's why <laughs> consultant will tell you how we'll to do it. We'll tell you to do it. Get some movers. Um, it's $900. Save your money. Get some movers. So that feeling of, wow, I can't believe this. That's starting to go away from me too. Like the last little bits of that yeah. are gone, are starting. To well, go. but now what's left is me feeling. And we talked about this the other day. I find myself thinking about like all those people, like when you were going to propose to me, I was the only person who didn't know. Yeah. Everybody in your life knew about it. Even people I forgot I'd told. Yeah. Hence the, hence the, how was your proposal? I'm like, how the hell did you know I was going to propose? I don't even talk to you. And so when it was all said and done and now sitting where we are now, all I kept hearing about when you would reveal to those people, actually, now I'm with this other person. Yeah. All I kept hearing was that they were like, oh, well, that's great. We're happy for you. Well, and that left me feeling kind of like, really? Like, yeah. you knew you were going to, you knew he was going to try to marry me. And now you're just like instantly fine and happy with. I think that's so. mostly just a, a commentary on the fact that no one gives a shit about anybody else as much as we think they give a shit about us. Very true. You know what I mean? It's Very just like, true. they're like, oh, great. You're going to get proposed. You're going to, you're going to propose to your partner. Great. That's so exciting. Cause people are genuinely excited yeah. because that's a happy moment. I'm genuinely excited for you. And then I break up and they're like, oh, great. You're with somebody else that you like. That's great. Yeah. I just want you to be happy. I don't give a damn how you get there. Just be happy. They yeah. don't care. They really don't care. But then as you... much, I mean, and that's not a bad thing. It's just that people we're out here, we are all a little self-centered out here living our own lives, mm-hmm. doing our thing. We love associating with people, but it's like, I want to help you if you're sad. You don't look sad, so I don't need to help you. Yep. Good job. Have fun. Um but you did tell me something I didn't know, which is that those people who are closest to us and especially closest to you, mm-hmm. they weren't as quick to be happy for you. They were skeptical and because it was fast. Honestly, that made me feel a little better. Just the pivot <laughs> to I'm now out here living my life without Ethan. That pivot was pretty fast. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's in a lot of ways, it's like when you first come out, when you say it out loud, you say it out loud and you're like, I'm free to live my life. That's sort of how it was. Just mm-hmm. living my life. Freedom. Yeah. I got freedom. And I still feel like I have freedom because 
the 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 future is unwritten, and I'm not entangled with anything in the way that our lives became entangled right now. I'm yeah. I I am you know seeing someone, but it's not entangled in this way. I have a lot of freedom, and so do you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we wrap up, do you want to talk about any of your any of your shenanigans you're getting into, or is that just a different topic for a different day? No, I think it's I think it's appropriate to wrap this up with that yeah. um that we're both happy well yeah that we're that, both like, happy we're both generally happy in in life and and it's possible it is possible i don't know i feel like you and i are really just r- this is rare, rare birds well throughout our entire relationship i and i can't really think of specific examples but i know you're gonna know where i'm going with this people have always just said y'all are just different Y'all are different. Like y'all are doing something that most people don't do. Like when we pivoted straight to polyamory, they're like, y'all are just so communicative. You're so on the same page. And I'm, we, we really are best friends and we really do do life together. Um, in an interesting way Mm -hmm. when we, or we did, we did life together in an interesting way when we were together. Now we're very individualistic, um, with the way we're doing life. Yeah. So, um, when we first split up, people were just like marveling at how smoothly things went between you and me specifically. Mm-hmm. And I would always say, and when I said this, it was like a light went off every single time for every single person. Yeah. I would say, why would I choose to be mad and depressed? And yeah. if I have a choice to not be those things, why would I choose to do that? Why wouldn't I instead choose to embrace this new life for myself you know, let this person go with my blessings and enjoy their new life mm-hmm. and figure out how we can move on together as best friends yeah. and still be happy. Why would I not choose to do that? Well, and when I look back on any situation, because life memories pop into your mind for no reason. Like you you go straight back to Amsterdam Avenue in New York City for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I remember that time I was standing on Amsterdam up by, mm-hmm. by the, you know by the park or whatever. And that, that just mo- things that never occur to you pop back in your head. Anytime one of those things pop into my head, I always think everything we did 100% was out of an effort in earnest. And it was out of love mm-hmm. and an effort to do right by the other person. And even in the midst of breakups, the couple of breakups we've mm-hmm. had, Everything was done in earnest. Yeah. It was out of it was out of self-love, but it was earnest. It wasn't it wasn't I'm done with you. You're a piece of garbage and yeah, it was all out of yours and mine and everything we did was out of this is one life. You get yeah. one life and I want to do it right and we're not living our best selves anymore yeah. right here. We we're close. We're we're we my best self will include you in my life. Same. But this is not my best self anymore. Right. And I, I'm not loving this and that's, that's okay. Yeah. And again, if that's how you're feeling and you know, that's your truth, what kind of person would I be to be like, well, I want to stay together. So right. I'm going to force you to do this. Yeah. Like it really is true what they say. Cause I love- didn't try to force you to do it when you broke up with me. No, you changed your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole other story, but, <laughs> but basically we've always been best friends. Yeah. Um, so to wrap up, um, you know, you're on your journey with your 
person who you're seeing now. Yeah. Um, who, by the way, again, just so everybody knows, we're all very good friends. <laughs> I love him. He's great. We hung Christmas decorations, all three of us together in this apartment. People, that it's story, all fine. That story is so wild because that is it. the one that people go, go. Are, are you serious? It. I'm not going to go into details because. I'm I'm keeping that far far under wraps. I I, I might have even said a little too much last week, but mm-hmm. um, I'm keeping it under wraps. But yeah, he came over and the three of us decorated our apartment for Christmas, and people were like, "Wow, okay, yeah, that's a that's a thing." Um, um, so I once I kind of like came out of my zombie mode the first couple of weeks after we yeah. split up, and I was kind of trying to put my pieces of the life together. I knew right away I'm not interested in trying to find somebody else to like couple up with. I want to like have some fun, uh-huh. experience those things that I didn't experience early in life. I feel com- I feel capable and empowered to do that now. Yeah, as an adult. Um, so I wanted to meet people, hang out, hook up, you know, have fun. And then I met somebody on one of the apps. Uh-huh. Um, he reached out to me, and uh, we started talking, and. I kind of got the sense through our conversation that he probably like English was probably not his first language, Yeah. but it was all a conversation was fine. And at a, at a certain point he said something about like, Oh, the weather here is weird. It's hot. And I was like, no, it's not. It's, it's cold. It's cold today. And I looked and it said he was like 5,800 miles away. And I was like, where are you? And he was like, I'm in Chile. I said, you live there? He was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So this is, to kind of outline the changes that are already happening for me. Ordinarily, that would be the point where I said, you know what? This isn't working out or, you know, this isn't this, that doesn't work for me. You're very sweet. Yeah. Let's call this what it is and be done. But I didn't do that. Everything was telling me, no, that's fine. Let's keep talking. And well, talking is fine. Well, <laughs> we're getting past talking. We're yeah. way past, we're way past talking now. Yeah. Um, we had our first, um, video call with each other last night. It was great. It was very sweet. Uh, I had just, I had the butterflies for him. I got, I'm all Twitter pated. And again, it's not what I wanted, not what I planned, but I'm not going to fight against it because I like the feeling and he likes me very much. Um, you know, is it ideal? Not necessarily. <laughs> I'm gonna have to travel. Cut to Ethan moves to Chile. Well, and that's a whole other that's a whole other topic of like I told you the other day. If it comes down to it, I don't know that I want to move to Chile. Yeah, I really like living here. <laughs> I love being an American, and <laughs> I don't want to really be that far from my family. So that's a whole other thing. But that's a whole other bridge we'll cross when we get to yeah, it. Yeah, we don't have to cross bridges. As of now, I'm happy with. Feeling well, these feelings and talking and to him. And not only that, can can I just say you have a date tonight as well? <laughs> yes. And I do. I do. Um, with someone with, else. With a local boy. With a local boy. Um, who is also very sweet and very cute. Um, so, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm having a life. And it's all uncertain. And it's all unwritten. And for the first time ever, I'm embracing that as a positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as you know, I can't be in control of everything all the time. I can't have everything planned out all the time. All I know is how I'm feeling in the moment and I'm having good feelings in the moment and I'm going to roll with that until it's time to figure something out. And then when that time comes, we'll figure it out. Well, 
That's just, you know, I wanted to I wanted to bring you back because you have been a big staple of this show. And I said last week on last week's episode, I can't wait to introduce the audience to a whole new crop of people. Yeah. Um, because you know, you know most of these people. I do. You know, you know all of them. And, and I cannot are, wait. I cannot wait to listen to the episodes when you have them all on. It's gonna be <laughs> so funny. Because they're wild. They, they are, are wild people. In the best way. They are, it's a great, they're friends with me and Ethan. They're, you know, we're, we're all good friends and they're just, they're, they're great people. But I wanted to bring you back and show everybody that like, yes, it's not, you're not a thing of the past. You are my best friend. And for anyone listening who wants to have what me and Ethan have now, you're probably not gonna (laughs) because that's not how breakups go, but we got lucky. We did. Um, and look at our track record. We know how to pick people. You yeah. and me. We pick good people. Yeah. <laughs> so Most of the time. Most of the time. Uh, but yeah, we know how to pick them. Keep somebody who's going to treat you well in a breakup. Yeah. Not Because it's like, it's not it's not about who how they treat you when you're getting married. It's about how they treat you when you're getting divorced. <laughs> so, yeah. And we've treated each other well um, throughout all this, I think. And Very well. I want to, I just appreciate you and I thank you for... Going with, you know, riding that wave of, of what's next in the unconscious uncoupling. Or conscious, conscious uncoupling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess that's what most people do. Unconscious, unconscious uncoupling. We're it starts doing there. Conscious uncoupling. I mean, we just, we really did. We we decided what we were going to be. I mean, sometimes that's what it is. You decide what you're going to do and you do it. Yeah. And then, you know, you let your heart catch up if it needs to. Mine never needed to. Mine, I was like, we're going to be best friends. There we go. I got a lot of love in my heart. I love my friends. I love my family. I love people. So that's just, that's where I hang my hat. And I think you're the same way. Mm -hmm. So thanks for, thanks for 12 good years. Thanks. I mean, I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate Uh, you so much. Um, Especially for, you know, riding the wave of that right after we split up. You know, it was rough for me. There were days where I was not doing well at all. And yeah. you just stuck it out and you rode with me. You had the conversations, sometimes more than once. Mm-hmm. And then we're here now. Here and we are. I'm so appreciative. 2023. I mean, after 2020, 2021, and then sort of 2022 was, I think, a year in response to the previous two years. Yeah. I, now, we as a society, we as a community, we know so much about ourselves. We know... We, we have our priorities a little bit more screwed on straight. I think it's going to be a great year. I said it. I said it. <laughs> if it goes if it goes off the rails, you can blame me. Well, you didn't say the cursed words. Well, it's not my year. It's everybody's year. Exactly. It's, it's not my year. It's going to I think we got the tools to make it a good year. Um, but yeah. Guys, if you are not already subscribed to this show, please subscribe and rate and review. It helps people to find us. You can follow me on Instagram at Kyle L. Henderson. And Ethan, as you know by previous episodes, is a professional uh, skincare expert. Mm-hmm. He is an esthetician. And if you want to follow him on Instagram, you call you can follow him at Ethan H. Ham. Ethan H. Ham. And people look for this year to be the year where my Instagram actually happens yeah. and changes. I've got some plans, so stay tuned. Stay tuned, and have a lovely week, and I'll see you next week with another great episode, another great conversation. Bye.